The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And this is episode 92, I believe. Um, we are talk- Take two. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're talking One Pissed Off Shark by Zach Scott and Beyond the Gates by yeah. I don't have the director's name ready. Oh, I can do that eventually. <laughs> um <laughs> No, the, the, and and like this is take two, and we missed some great dialogue now yeah. about <laughs> about uh, R.L. Stein. Yeah, yeah. So we're coming up on Spooky Month next month, and we got some special guests uh, that have confirmed to be in. Hopefully, nothing pops up on their schedule um, to to prevent them because these are our, these are hot ones. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, not quite as hot as maybe if we got R.L. Stein. Yeah, and no, I mean, we can't re we can't remake <laughs> the magic, Craig. We had a, I tried. We had a great we had a great bit about what it would be like to be R.L. Stein's butler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened was uh, I was recording in like a little loop that was just recording over and over, like every half a second. So, yeah, we had to redo the first five minutes of the show. Fun stuff. Yeah, yeah we can yeah. never ever get it, but um, <laughs> like we, we could never repeat it. Because, honestly, our show is just so much like lightning in a bottle. We're not actors. Yeah. We're not <laughs> running off script. We're just two dudes with hot takes. Hot takes? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, two dudes, hot takes, hot mics. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we need to update our uh, our. That, that should be our new slogan. Yeah, yeah. Two dudes and hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, directed by Jackson Stewart, by the way. <laughs> oh, Beyond the Gates. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, cool. That's good to know. I, I like Jackson Stewart's work. I, I don't know of anything. <laughs> I mean. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, okay. News. Should, should we, should, hold on, should, real quick, just for people who may have started tuning in since last year, right? Oh, Let's explain, explain spooky what month. Spooky Month is coming up. Um, so, Spooky Month is generally the month where we have the lowest ratings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is where we uh, read Goosebumps yeah, from R.L. Read- Stein. And watch episodes of the TV show Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, it honestly, would have been this will be our fourth spooky month, and yeah, uh, most people would have abandoned it. Uh, fourth, yeah, I guess this is a fourth, yeah. Um, but yeah, most people would have abandoned it, but not us. When we find no. out, we we steer straight into the into <laughs> to the abyss. Ratings. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, like I said, we we're getting guests. Guests do not care if the ratings are big. They, these guys are like, yes, we are down for Spooky Month. We're down to uh, you know read some R.L. Stein. So, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So okay, so this week it broke new records. Um, yeah, a, a very very weird metric. It it <laughs> broke uh, the mummies. Uh, the Mummy's record at a worldwide box office. I mean, I don't even know if The Mummy had a record. It, it made $407 million on the worldwide box office. And uh, so far, it has made over $417 million. So, pre- it's still, still going strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, did you watch The Mummy? No. Come on. I, I, I did. Really? Yeah, for some reason, I am a sucker for terrible Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. Like, 
I, I am. Like yesterday, I watched Oblivion. Do you remember that movie? I remember it coming out. It was like spaceshipy. Yeah, and that is not the first time I've seen that movie. Really? Like I yeah. never would have thought you're a cruise head, but apparently No, I'm I'm not. No, yeah, That's you... the weird thing. <laughs> but but I like a lot of his like the weird ass movies he's in. Like I really liked his War of the Worlds. I that loved he was in. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow was good. Um I refuse to call it Live Die Repeat yeah, or whatever. What's up with that? Like whenever it hit I don't know. When it hits DVD, they have like both titles on it. Yeah, it says Live Die Repeat really big and it says like edge of tomorrow tiny mm -hmm. you know but uh freaking minority report yeah i like, I like minority report i just don't i like, like tom, tom cruise. cruise no no he's a terrible person but i i like tom cruise's weird sci-fi movies he's in and so yeah i watched the mummy um not good no I mean, like like really i mean it was it was okay. It was a movie, but that was about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't like it was really predictable. Um Russell Crowe was in it as like Dr. Jekyll for some reason. Mhm. Mm yeah. It was weird. Like they, you know, the whole thing is they're trying to set up um like a, a Universal Monsters Avengers style universe, mm -hmm. right? But it was just so bad. Well, the thing is, honestly, and I love those characters for what they are, but do we need the millionth rehash of those characters? No. Like, come on. <laughs> there's just, there's so much that we could be doing, you know, or experiencing. And it's like, it's as if, like, okay, think about it. What if these were books and they just kept rewriting the same book over and over? Not like same plot points, just like re-putting it out and adding just a little more profanity or something. Well, well they have like second printings and third printings and stuff like that. Yeah, but it, you think like all of a sudden uh, you know, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein's going to become a hit <laughs> after all these years, like a number one bestseller again? No. No. I mean, that that's why they put like emojis in it and stuff now. <laughs> See, like, that's where we're we're at. We're, well, I, I mean, they have like those remakes of Shakespeare and stuff like that written in emoji. Oh, now no, I realize I those are all shit. I, I think they're supposed to be novelties. Yeah, but <laughs> I assume, yeah, I saw Romeo and Juliet where it was all texts. Yeah, back and forth. Yolo oh. Juliet, <laughs> I believe, is what it's called. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Note to self, by YOLO Juliet. <laughs> um, okay, so there's one thing that kind of uh, uh, that kind of hit me as kind of off-topic news. Not off-topic. Totally on-topic news. Is it going to be about North Korea? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I just want to, I want to pretend all that shit's not happening. Get lost in the news, and if, if an atomic bomb hits me it does but i mean that would be odd that they targeted just me just you <laughs> but no like uh so this is like totally on point but this is also like it seems to be like overlooked in fact the only place i found and maybe i didn't scour all the the news you are really hard. building this up no but <laughs> joe blow had reported that uh <clears throat> Excuse me. Joe Blow had reported that uh, there's a new uh, movie coming to Shudder, you know, which I've touted Shudder mm -hmm. as like actually good exclusive horror streaming. But um, it's a movie coming to Shudder. It's called Found Footage, and it's trying to be like the scream of found footage movies. So it's meta. Okay. But. So these guys are doing a found footage movie in 3D. And so they're actually that's what it's called. Found footage 3D. Sorry. And so anyway, so they're filming one and then all of a sudden shit starts coming, uh, you know, coming. And so then like is them. the found footage movie like actually behind the scenes footage of they're making the found footage movie? I, I believe so. So 
What's happening? Okay. What looks like is happening, and I could be wrong. I didn't even watch the trailer. <laughs> I read the synopsis. <laughs> so anyway, um, so, <laughs> but I mean, the concept sounds cool. Um, so like their footage that they're doing, they whenever they start reviewing it, they're finding themselves in a found footage movie, mm-hmm. and. It says, uh, but they find themselves in a found footage horror movie when the evil entity from their s- film escapes into their behind the scenes footage. You know, so the, like the behind the scenes footage of a found footage movie would just be their normal lives. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that sounds pretty cool to me. Um, the, that's a little like the um, the structure, I guess, of that. Uh, what was that movie we did? We did. That was about the cult. Oh, um, the uh, sacrament. No, 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 not that one. The one about the guys making that documentary about, uh, like the, the like, the political cult. Political cult. Oh yeah, yeah, the conspiracy. Conspiracy sounds a little bit like that because it was like them making a documentary, but the movie was like the behind the scenes footage of them making a documentary. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it, to me, I, I like whenever you play with, uh, you know, framework, especially rather yeah. than just, you know, uh, using traditional framework. so anyway, I, I think it's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Now. I don't know anyone that watched that new, uh, leather face film that went straight to DVD. Do you? Yeah, I forgot that was even coming out. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) do you? Yeah, I mean, like, no. Well, uh, I was gonna say, um, like, it's a Wednesday, Uh right? But if you're in the neighborhood, the Houston area, because that's where we um, tape. Right. But if you're in the Houston area, uh, Wednesday, October 25th, um, there is a little thing called Horrorthon H3. Um, it's at the uh, Edwards Houston Marquee Stadium 23 up on 610. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm pr- most likely going to be there. Um, and the other guys and gals who make the um, horror host show that I'm working on uh, midnight lair are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, we're actually doing like a question and answer panel. <laughs> oh, really? But it, yeah. Um, mm. But it, it should be really cool. Uh, admission is actually free. If you donate blood. Oh God! <laughs> so, how, how much is it if you don't? Uh, it's it's not much, but um, <laughs> like you can't come in. <laughs> no, it's 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 not much, but uh, they are giving um, like precedent to the people who donate blood. So it's like, <clears throat> you know, it's for a good cause. It's for like the Houston Blood Bank. Uh, it's not just like people collecting bags of blood yeah, or yeah. anything like that. It's totally unsanctioned by any doctor. <laughs> um, but there, there's going to be some short films, uh, a couple feature films, and some special guests. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. It's cool. It sounds like it's good. It's for a good cause. I just yeah. didn't it, expect it, donate blood to be... <laughs> I, I know it's it's kind of neat. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, well, yeah. cool. That sounds pretty cool. So it's like, there is it kind of like, uh, what was that? I forgot what it was even called, what we participated in a few years ago, but like a bunch of shorts? No, it's actually some, it's not, you know, I am unclear on those details. <laughs> but no, do. I just found out about it recently. Um, I think one of the features they're actually screaming is like uh, one of the old Jason movies. But, but I mean, like I said, it's, it's, free you know if you donate blood if you can donate blood um for good cause well that's pretty cool yeah sounds like a you know it sounds pretty cool to me um it looks like horrorthon h3 yeah 
Uh, Wednesday, three thirty to eleven o'clock. When are you, when Jaws uh, panel? I'm not sure. Huh. <laughs> well, well right. no, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm really not. Um, so, yeah, well, I apologize. Well, cool. I mean that that sounds cool. I should probably have some more details next time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, that's October twenty fifth. Uh, yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot more news. Do you? Um, no. All right. Not really. All right. Well, I guess let's jump into our review of Beyond the Gates. Sure. Okay. We will be right back. back we are talking beyond the gates from director jackson stewart <laughs> yeah uh, and written by stephen scarlatta and jackson stewart okay now had they done anything else uh jackson stewart actually uh wrote an episode of supernatural really yeah so i'm gonna which, go ahead and an, an episode that i love actually really oh yeah um, well, I mean, he has like writing credits on it. I mean, there's like, uh, he's got story credits on it, I believe. Uh, okay. He also, uh, he also did, uh, looks what appears to be a couple shorts, including yeah. one named sex boss. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. So this is, uh, what the, are- the, the, the episode of, of supernatural is the cowboy world episode. You know, like, like, I guess starting with uh, original Star Trek, there's always like one episode where everyone does a cowboy episode, right? Like all the Star Treks have done it. Um, the the new TV show, The Orville, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Seth MacFarlane one, which is really good, by the way, kind of did it this last episode. Um, Supernatural did it. Uh, Doctor Who did it. Like, there's always a cowboy planet. Right. And so um, he wrote the, the Supernatural Cowboy Planet episode. Hmm. And it was a good it was a good one. Well, cool. I like Supernatural. Yeah. Uh, I, that's one that I figure one day I'm just going to go watch them all. <laughs> it's like nine seasons or something. No, no, it's 12. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's probably better off without me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, like... I think you'd like it up to, I think it was season five, season four or five, like once the whole Lucifer plot's over, I think you'd lose interest. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I think most of the ones that I've seen, other than whenever I started watching, like from the beginning, and I only made it like five episodes, but uh, all the ones I've seen appear to be like one-offs, like Monster of the Week type stuff. It, It is at the beginning, but then it loosely comes together. Oh really? So you gotta pay yeah. attention. Boom. Uh, not not really. Um, not not the early ones, but even later, even the ones that are like just monster of the week. There's mm-hmm. usually something like in it. Um, that there's something points, in it that points <laughs> back to the, like the overarching story. I got you. Well, so. cool. Um, yeah. Okay, okay, so this film. The summary is two estranged brothers reunite at their missing father's video store and find a VCR board game dubbed Beyond the Gates that holds a connection to their father's disappearance. I think that's a pretty apt description. Yeah, that's that's what happens in the movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, which is so much better than those films that we do where the the uh, summary doesn't even loosely connect with what happened or. Or ones where you read an entire back of a VHS and then the the family guide. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if there was a family guide for this, I totally (laughs) would. Um, Okay, so this film, I I guess, uh, I don't really want to give a whole lot away about it because this is still a relatively new film. Yeah, 2016. It came out in December. Uh, okay. Um, and honestly, I've just seen this pop up on my, uh, 
like on my recommended for you on Netflix a bunch, mm-hmm. but never watched it. You know, never really paid much attention. It just kept being there. And so <laughs> I'd never before going into this other than the summary, I didn't know anything about it. You know, mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised to find that Barbara Crampton was there uh, from, you know, like reanimator and. Yeah. Uh, even what was that we covered with her? Oh, we are still here. We are still here. Um, and so she was there, as was uh, uh, Chase Williamson. He was uh, the dude. He was David Wong from John Dies at the End. So mm. anyway, I think that he's a good actor. I, I like his acting. And and uh, Bree Grant's in it, who was in Heroes. Yeah, yeah. And also, it appears that like she writes a lot of genre fiction. Huh. Yeah. So maybe we'll maybe cover we check Brie one out. Grant. Yeah. We should do one of her books in an episode of Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> or, Just a ran a random episode of Heroes, not even one she's in. <laughs> yeah. Um. But okay, so. The first thing that I noticed about this was the budget was very low, right? Very low. Mm-hmm. Very low budget. It had a feel a lot like um, a lighter hearted version of the void that we covered earlier this year. Yeah. Um, I can see that. And, uh, you know, extremely low budget, extremely nostalgic, both for the VCR board games and just VHS in general. Mm-hmm. Um. Or just that kind of VHS culture. I don't know. Yeah, that you're getting real into right now. <laughs> well, there's a VCR in my garage, and Goodwill <laughs> tapes are 59 cents, so yeah. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> there. I also have a Chromecast in that garage and Netflix, so really there's no, <laughs> there's no excuse for me. But yeah, I am. Now, what you need to be able to figure out how to do is hook your VCR up to your Chromecast, <laughs> and then you could just stream it in <laughs> HD. <laughs> that's, the, that's the way that works, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, those were my uh, overall quick impressions. What about you? Uh, I was expecting horror Jumanji. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, sorry about that. that <laughs> yeah, that's like what I, that's what I was saying. <laughs> this is like horror Jumanji. Yeah, um, oh, did, did you? Have yeah, a that's what I text you, and you're like, you yeah. had me at Jumanji. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, so that's what I was expecting. Uh, that's not really what I got. You know, no, no. And uh, I mean, I it's okay. I hear okay, so we're not going to spoil too much, right? Is that what she said? Like you didn't want to, because it's still fairly new. Fairly okay? new, and I think that this is a film a lot of people are going to watch. Like a lot of people should check out. But anyway. yeah, definitely. Okay, but h- here's the thing. Um, I I'm totally fine with slow burn movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which which this turned out to be. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm totally fine with it, but I really think overall it would have been better as a shorter film. It was only like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, (laughs) I understand. (laughs) No, I mean, and, and, and that's not, that's not to say there, there was anything wrong with it. You know, it wasn't like a poorly made movie or anything. Um, I just think there was a lot of unneeded dead air yeah right well dead Dead. air and characters that didn't that really contributed nothing except for a death count yeah i I mean but but the thing is like you know okay so it is very much like jumanji except for they're playing a vhs board game um which works way better than any vhs board game i've ever seen before (laughs) yeah because it pauses and waits for you (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah but but they're 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 playing one of those and so there's something happens that when they sit down to play it they're not like forced to continue right like say in jumanji you know where it's like a constant threat right and so 
they kind of freak out a bit and then go do something else for like 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I got you. Like the game, I mean, yes, your soul is totally at peril in peril in this game, but you know, it's cool to wait for you. <laughs> yeah, hey, and, and, and the whole thing is like they they're trying to figure out what happened to their dad, mm-hmm. right? And I, I I'll just say the the thing that happens points to the game having their dad yeah and then they're just like oh well let's go somewhere else well i think a lot of that is because okay so the two brothers one of whom is like just this 90s type slacker right yeah it's it's goofus and gallant (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) maybe a a newer reference but yeah one straight laced you know it's a odd couple yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, one's real straight laced, and his girlfriend is there with him, and then the other one's kind of like a slacker, and and yeah, just everything's like Bleh. whatever, man. I'm gonna eat some pizza. <laughs> That's not at all, <laughs> not at all how he is. But anyway, uh, so it seems like every time they they kind of like they took like a day off between moving each each step in the game, right? Yeah. Um. I, I time okay. I timed it right. Um, it takes twenty minutes for them to do anything, right? <laughs> no, no, I mean like the first time, okay. And I mean, and, and like I said, this is not like a, a criticism on the quality of the work <clears throat> because I think it was well done. It's just a criticism of the pacing. Yeah, yeah. and that's it. No, okay. I got you. And, and and I'm I'm just saying. So whenever Jackson Stewart inevitably re- watches our or listens to our podcast, he'll understand <laughs> where I'm coming from. <laughs> so, um, it, it it was like 20 minutes into the movie before anything actually happens, right? And then, like every time the game would pop up, it would take at least another 10 minutes before anything else happened. Yeah, you know, yeah. like. And, and it was it was just like if this would have been a short film, you know, and you would just cut out some of the fat, even if it was just like a thirty minute short film, you know, which is still long for a short film. But if it was like that, that would have been great. I don't know. I just, see, like I, I I see your opinion, <laughs> and I actually like I yes, the pacing was very slow. I'll give you that. But I'm also a fan of Ty West, who's pacing way is slow like it's so much slower than this you know but but the thing is is like there was there kept being like interesting things that happen that pop up and then they would just go do something else you know what i I mean and and it it just like it it felt like it was trying to ramp up well and then this way if it was a 30 minute short film i probably wouldn't have watched it as would a lot of people you know what i'm saying like that's the mm-hmm. problem like yes it probably would have been a tighter better short film but just the fact that it's a short film it probably wouldn't have been on netflix it probably wouldn't you know like i don't know kung fury's on netflix yeah but kung fury was like for some reason just like a cultural staple for like five, 15 minutes you know, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, but uh but yeah i mean i don't know there's not a whole lot of shorts on netflix uh and yeah. I like That's shorts, a- but sh- shorts are generally a springboard, you know, to, yeah. to launch a career. And yeah. this seems like, I don't know. It, but but I, I don't know. I think horror shorts in general are starting to get more traction. You get things like that uh, Crypt TV and, yeah. and there's a whole bunch of um, like micro horror short competitions now. Yeah. And uh, if it's five to ten minutes, sure. You know, like, all, yeah. I, I don't know. I watch a lot of Crypt TV and generally they're 10 minutes or less. Like they're shorts. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it, it it would take a lot longer of a short to tell this than a 10 minutes. So like you're looking at like 30 minutes and like, eh, I probably wouldn't watch it. I don't really, I don't know that I watch many 30 minute shorts. I'm just saying <laughs> to, it, it probably to me would have been more effective. Yeah, no, it, you're right. You're totally right as far as that goes. But... It didn't. It didn't throw me out. It gave. It gave it room. <laughs> At some point, I was like, "All right, this is starting to get a little formulaic," you know. It, it, in terms of, all right, we're gonna go ahead and wait a day here for something else yeah. to happen. 
But it didn't throw me out of the film. I, I felt like it gave gave it a chance for the characters to breathe and, and all that. The problem that I had with the pacing was as the characters are breathing, you know, it loses all, like, punch, you know? Because yeah. then they're like... Like okay, then we found this thing. So much, much more, or much less like Jumanji, and more like a horror scavenger hunt is what this movie felt like. You know, because they'd be like, "Go to the garden and dig up the the doll." Yeah, and then they dig up the doll. All right, but it's <laughs> <laughs> like a really specific reference. Yeah, which they didn't do. It was just like the key will be in the guts in the garden. You know. <laughs> but yeah i i don't know i really really did like this film but i feel like a lot of it was so a lot of what i liked was style over substance mm-hmm. you know like because yeah. style wise i don't know that i could have liked this film a lot more um mm-hmm. and just in terms of having all these you know, nostalgic references. One, I don't think I've ever seen a film about a VHS board game, you know, but I totally remember those. Yeah. Uh, there was a episode of community about one. <laughs> well, uh, oddly enough, their well, not their cowboy episode, but one of them. Oh, yeah. the VHS one was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a, it was a cowboy themed one. Yeah, they were big for like just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh but no, I mean I really I, I had a Godzilla one and it was like <laughs> it was like control the screen with your wait, ring. Wait. What? Why didn't we ever play it? Uh, uh, let me tell you why. It's like control the string or the screen with your ring, right? And it was like a little Godzilla on a ring. No, no, you know what? Son of a bitch. I just happened to watch that one back to back. This one was called like Air Hogs or some shit like that. And it was like Control, right? But your ring, like you had a ring with a little plane on it. And what you were supposed to do is it just like, you just like squint one eye and and make it look like you're flying through all this shit. with. Okay. So it's it's what you do like when your little cousin comes over and you give him the second controller for Mario and it doesn't do anything. Exactly. Like it well of course it did nothing. I mean it, it was I mean a yeah, it's a VHS. <laughs> like it would what the f- <laughs> like okay. okay. Now so we could it, say that those are like simpler times and all that shit, but I mean fidget spinners are big now, so kind of same. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Was that a, it? Was that low hanging fruit? Like way too easy? Yeah, fidget fidget spinners? spinners. Yeah. What I don't am even I going to complain again about next? Like participation trophies. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> I don't. I don't think fidget spinners are even relevant anymore. Ah, dude. I was waiting on my sweet gold plated fidget spinnies. I mean, like our B and E fidget spinners aren't even back from the printers yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But um. So, all right, let's get back to the you film. Know, you know, you know the guy that invented fidget spinners. It was a lady. Pat. Oh, well, oh, sorry, the person who invented <laughs> fidget spinners, <laughs> um, like, didn't file a patent, right? She did, but it, she let it lapse or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. She didn't have the money to. It was always yeah. on her back burner of things. That sucks, man. Yeah, she would have been really rich, like J.K. Rowling. Worth well, rich. I, well. W- <laughs> But I don't know, though, because would she have been rich because they're popular and cool or would they not even have gotten popular because they wouldn't be anywhere because people would have to pay for the patent? Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like those only got big because of that fidget cube did so well on Kickstarter. People were like, oh, what else can we do? Says that focuses people. But unlike the fidget cube, which also got ripped off and sold at gas stations and shit, and then yeah. totally fell off, um, I, I bought one of those, and I I actually really enjoy it, the little fidget cube, because you know I'm super fidgety. That's why you mm-hmm. hear shit dropping on this podcast all the time, like stuff hitting my desk. I'm always messing with something. Yeah, with my yeah you guys can't see it. We we do video chat. He is constantly in motion. 
he is like a hummingbird (laughs) yeah i just like i have my mic mounted to my chair and i'm just spinning (laughs) oh i was thinking like mounted like a like a hummingbird feeder and you're just like running around it (laughs) you know (laughs) um but okay so back to this um i don't even know where we're at right now i will say that uh the the relatively sparse gore that was in this film mm-hmm. was really cool and very well yeah. executed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there, there was quite a few shots where it was like cleverly hidden, mm-hmm. you know, because, because they obviously didn't have like a huge budget. Right. Um, but it was, there was a couple of like hero shots, if you will, um, where the special effects were done really well. Yeah, really you know? well. It largely was practical. There were a few like, yeah. uh, there were a few, you know, CGI r- real, cheap like the CGI. instructions manual. <laughs> yeah, that and like <laughs> anytime a lot of the like game stuff would happen, a lot of that was CGI. But anyway, like I, I don't know. I really, really liked this film. I thought that it was it was fun. But um, I think if you're a fan of of low budget film especially this is a really really strong one I yeah could, uh, um now if you're a fan of like a lot of the hollywood and, and bigger you know bigger uh budget stuff only this probably isn't right for you but i thought that the acting was well well done the the directing was tight even though as we mentioned the pacing wasn't like there were no terrible direction you know directing uh did you freeze? No. Okay. He just sat so still for so long. I was like, why are you talking to anyone? I, I'm just I'm just waiting for you to finish. No, I, I thought that the direction and the acting were very tight. Uh, and I overall, I really, really liked it. I thought that it was good. I will agree that the pacing could have been tightened up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also watched this in two sittings. So maybe that maybe helped. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, I, I, overall, I would highly recommend this. Now it does kind of come off as more of an adventure movie than strict horror. But, um, you know, the scene where the ghoul like appears in his room, they beat him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That part. I was like, dude, like I honestly had this exact thought. I'm really watching something special. Like, like, I, I, because it felt so much like, uh, not in the gritty tone of it, but just like, it felt almost like faulty or something like that, you know, like a a throwback to, to fun. I don't know that I'd call (laughs) faulty films fun, (laughs) but like just that fun horror era. Just an Argento laugh riot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know like minus the grittiness like it just it had that cheesy campy feel see, and see, I, I really I, liked it I thought it was teetering on the edge of cheesy campy but didn't go far enough yeah there, I could see that because because like there's a point where y- y- you know you either do a horror comedy or you do a horror right you either do evil dead or evil dead 2 right <laughs> and and I feel like there were there were quite a few points that were funny, right? Um, but it didn't go it didn't go far enough. Like, it, and then there was parts that were funny but kind of stuck out as weird. Okay, so the the main one that stuck out to me was at the end. Uh, I'm not going to say who's doing what or whatever. I'm just going to say there's a guy fighting with a demon dude-ish thing, okay? And the demon guy, like, lunges for him, and he ducks through his legs, okay? Like, ducks through the demon guy's legs, like, flips over. The demon, like, bends all the way over and reaches for him through his own legs, Mm -hmm. right? And then the guy kicks him in the ass, and knocks the demon over okay now if the movie had been 
like more comedic all the way through that would have made more sense to me okay but at the time it's like a fight for the you know fight for someone's soul fight to the death (laughs) thing the stakes are high yeah and he's and, and he's doing slapstick comedy you know what i mean i don't know i mean there's a lot of films that don't commit to full-blown horror comedy that and i don't i honestly didn't feel like this was a horror comedy i felt no like I, I felt like sometimes it tried to be i don't know and i mean yeah, I, mean, even yeah I could see that but but i don't to me there wasn't as much of a tone difference that i was like taken out of the film no i wasn't taken out of it It it's just like uh, at that one scene i was just like that was kind of an odd choice (laughs) yeah okay Okay. yeah then i totally agree um because like the whole bad guy reaching through his own legs from the front is like really scooby-doo-ish you know what i mean like (laughs) i don't think that would happen in real life if you're fighting a demon dude yeah just saying (laughs) All right, so out of five, what would you give this? What are your overall I, thoughts and rating? Um, okay, so like I said, I don't think any of it was poorly done. I, I liked, you know, um, you could say that, I mean, if you're going to do any sort of criticism like that, um, you could say that maybe the main character comes off as a little wooden, but I think that's supposed to be there. You when know, you say he, main character, which one? Uh, the dude with the glasses. Okay, the the gallant brother. <laughs> See, I I don't know anything about Goofus and Gallant. So. Uh, it, it's just basically like the odd couple, but like two little boys. Anyway, so the 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 more together brother, you know, um, he, he I I think some people might think that it comes off a little wooden but i think that was like the whole point of the character yeah you know so it's like if you if you think that then you're probably just dumb but so so like you know i liked a lot of the acting the directing was good the music was good mm-hmm. uh that was the same guy who did the we're not or we're still here movie um uh it had like a lot of 80s retro throwback you know, sounds to it. Um, like we said, special effects were really good, especially for the budget. Uh, it looked pretty quality. You know, we we see some uh, really low budget movies in here that don't necessarily look that great. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, what was the one with the happy campers in it? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. What was that movie? It was about beavers, yeah. but it wasn't Zombievers. No, um, Zombievers looked amazing. Yeah. But, but, but anyway. So, uh, for for what it's worth and stuff, I think it was really successful. Um, I just think you know, like I said, some of the the tone for me was a little uneven. Some of the pacing was a little wonky. Um, but I'd say still like a solid three. Still above average. Mm-hmm. for me um but yeah okay i i agree honestly with almost every one of your points uh, what get your own opinions no i do agree <laughs> but to me the style you know it was a style over substance issue uh-huh. i loved the fact that they used barbara crampton as the <laughs> bad guy um, i i enjoyed so much about this mm-hmm. i want to give it a four but I'm yeah. going to actually say three and a half. Uh, I feel like it's so much like it's better than average, especially better than average, average random Netflix title, <laughs> you know, yeah. with with no steam behind it. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and commit to a three and a half. Very okay. good. Very good. Um, not the best thing I've ever seen, but definitely like... Um, Definitely something I would I would recommend people check out if they're fans of eighties horror and yeah. not not like <laughs> with the expectation that you're not gonna be scared or anything. It's just kinda a cheesy fun throwback. Now if you're just looking purely for another Jumanji movie <laughs> this isn't exactly that. No, you'll have to wait for 
you know, December upcoming Jumanji movie. Jumanji, welcome to the jungle in theaters this Christmas. <laughs> All right. I wish that was I wish that was a paid thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had any paid things. Dude, we ought to get started on a Patreon. I'm telling you. Yeah, we could do our Nicholas Cage podcast that we were thinking about. Cage off. And we we could do we had oh the the family films for families. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm down. <laughs> oh, oh my god! If we do one, that's just those buttercream games. Can we please call it something like family films for families? <laughs> yeah, yeah. F F F F. All right, all right. Well, or, we'll... Uh, yeah, if, yeah. If it's four Fs. It could be like fucking family films for families. <laughs> Dude, it's already four Fs. Yeah. <laughs> I was I wasn't I wasn't counting one of them. <laughs> it was the four, wasn't it? I don't think it was. <laughs> it was family. All right. Well, uh, I, we will be right back with our review of One Pissed Off Shark. All right. We are back. We're talking One Pissed Off Shark by Zach Scott. Now... Before we get into any of this, I have not read anything else by Zach Scott. Have you? I don't believe so. And so I was unaware of the tone, but I do know that the the blurbs and stuff made this look like it was a straight up just like funny book. Like like yeah, hilarious. And plus, <laughs> and plus it's called One Pissed Off Shark. Yeah, you know, so it's like you know, it's not gonna be um, one chilled out. It's not gonna take it. (laughs) God, (laughs) go ahead. No, 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 no. It says, "Whoa, it's like the grapes of wrath meets the Twilight Zone." (laughs) It was one of the blurbs. Yeah, Um, so stunningly accurate. (laughs) <laughs> and obviously it, it wasn't like either of those um but I, I so i didn't know like anything about this this came across um came across i forget how what was it 13 halloween street which is like <laughs> daily emails about books it's kind of like book bub but only horror mm-hmm. books <clears throat> so anyway um so that's how I found it, and we got it for free. So, anyway, um, but he's got uh, a few books. He's got one called Four, one called Vital Blood, A Blanket for Decay, and Stalker, My Love. So it, this isn't his first. Uh, this isn't his first book, but it appears this is his first aquatic book. So. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a very underserved genre. <laughs> Although last year for Spooky Month, I did read. Two shark-related <laughs> goosebumps. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, so here's the description. Ray and his friends have anger issues. So does the shark hunting them. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, so, all right. This book starts off by giving, like, just saying, all right, so in this tale, you know, I'm so-and-so. I'm a shark hunter. And in this tale, you're going to meet all these stereotypes of people, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I loved that. <laughs> I loved that until and I like the fact that the, it was intentionally misleading about their fates, kind of like the film Feast was. I don't know. Did you ever watch Feast? Uh, didn't we have this conversation last week? It wasn't last week, but we may have had it on here. Did you watch it? No. No, we, not Oh, no, we, no. me and you not on me here. And- yeah, me and you in person, like normal friends. <laughs> oh, I forget we're normal <laughs> friends. But yeah, so you you hadn't seen it, right? No, I don't think I have. He's like, this dude comes in the bar, and like he comes in with a shotgun, and they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm here to save the day. And it stops, and it's like, hero. But, and it's like, life expectancy, 100%. And then right then, this thing just rips them out and eats them, you know? Yeah. And so, like, it... Pl- at the time, that was kind of new because these films are like ten years old. But, um, but I I enjoy when you play with the expectation like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of 
how this did because more than any of the the uh, character des- descriptions or anything, it gave you like life expectancies on this, you know. And it's like this guy dies first; these people will probably last yeah. and stuff. And none of that was right. And so <laughs> I, I, that kind of made me laugh way later in the book. <laughs> yeah, but also. I felt like it kind of wasn't needed because immediately after that, I felt like at, once they got out on the water, the tone wasn't funny. Like, yeah, the tone, the tone was so uneven in, in this book. And I'm not just shitting all over it, you know, but it, it was so uneven and so all over the place. And mm-hmm. there were parts that wanted to be like super edgy jokes. Right. Right. But yeah. they were never really that. I dare I say, well, funny. <laughs> well, I mean, like there, there was a lot of times where it was stupid, like frat boy jokes. Yeah, yeah, right. But that's what the guys were. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it it, it kind of made it more realistic, but you know, less funny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, now there was a character in here. I will say there was. So the jokes within the book didn't really make me laugh, like I said. But there was one of the funniest things I've ever read in my entire life in this book. I laughed so hard, so so incredibly hard. For for what part? Uh, Dickens. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like at yeah. The end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. See, ab- about that time, like, okay. I'm so laughing at it. Oh my so, god. So, so the the book is basically like, there's a lot of it that's ripping off Jaws. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, down to the fact that like one of the dude's name is Quentin. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Quint, but yeah. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's the, like not even trying to. to, not to, rip to, to <laughs> okay. But the shark hunter in this one is named what? what uh, Eli? Augustus, yeah. I think. Yeah. And so, but the, the whole time, you know, like, uh, he, he he's, he's like this hard drinking hard dude right and then towards the end um it's completely different and he becomes like the comic character Uh and the whole time in my head like once he makes that turn do you know who i pictured him as uh and it and it made so much sense with dickens too um, do you you know do you know who he was in my head the uh, detective from tusk no but you're close Sir Digby Chicken Caesar. Oh yeah, and so once he became Sir Digby Chicken Caesar in my head, uh-huh. I was like, "This is the best character ever." <laughs> yeah, I will say, I, 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 all right, dude, that freaking part. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, no the, oh my god i laughed the, so hard at that last like four chapters of this book are so good <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, so that's kind of how it was to me too okay so the beginning uh, one there's so many characters in this book am i right about that like you have seven main characters four ancillary yeah. characters and and especially at the beginning you know there's not enough yeah, there's not you, enough to you keep, can't them apart, keep track you know, of them at first. But yeah, they they eventually but, all get their own voice. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, they do, and they actually like you can start telling them apart. Um, but I think that's also why the beginning, the prologue, is kind of needed. Yeah, but because then it's after. Well, but, but but hold hold on. Also, that's very like that's very like Shakespearean, dude. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know. That, that was me. that was always at the beginning of the plays. Well, uh, whatever. I I don't know. I didn't like that part. I thought that was kind of yeah. dumb. No, that's but, fine. But I did Valid. like that it messed with the expectations. So, um, but you know, I, so, I have a, I have a theory on that. Um, that he like, wrote the prologue first, and, and uh, no, that no, no, is the expectation. I have a I have a theory, but it's pretty spoilery. 
Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> go ahead and tell me. But wait till after. We'll talk about it. I'll tell you later. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later instead of making content for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So this, I don't know. It, it felt almost like a trauma book or something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Are there novelizations of trauma books? Of uh, trauma movies? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, I think there's no. been a few. That's I think, like a, didn't Toxic Avenger have? Uh, maybe they, maybe there's not. I don't know. That that seems like a great market. <laughs> <laughs> well, my I, I will say my my only gripe about this book was the tonal inconsistency. You know. And I realized mm-hmm. that you could put the funniest people uh, on the planet on a uh, a boat attacked by sharks and things are going to get serious, right? Yeah, so, yeah, so I that's get, valid. I get that, <laughs> but it seemed like the characters were very, like, they themselves were almost inconsistent um, in, in their overall personalities, you know? But, you know, maybe shit changes when your friends start getting eaten by sharks. So. Yeah, I've never been in that situation. So, I don't know. Lord willing, the creek don't rise? I, I won't be in that situation. <laughs> the creek don't rise? Are there sharks in your creek? No, you never heard that? Lord willing, and the uh, creek don't rise? Yeah, I know, but it's just weird. <laughs> I know, that's why I said it. Um, But, okay, so... Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to spoil this book because it. I feel like it's new. <laughs> it's new to me. We don't, we don't even know. Um. Let me see. Is there a copyright page on this? 2016. Yeah. Okay. So it's pretty new, right? Yeah. Yeah. And generally, we don't spoil the books as much. No. No. Um, the only one really that we spoiled a whole lot was like House of Leaves. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only did we, we spoil it, we went like chapter by chapter in House of Leaves. <laughs> yeah, that was like a two-hour book-only review, though, wasn't it? Like, yeah. wasn't that episode only the book? Yeah, yeah. God, that book took forever. It's like we'll do House of Leaves in an episode of Goosebumps. <laughs> I do love how I read House of Leaves like a month <laughs> for half of the book, and then the other half in one night. <laughs> like, Dude. I read it in like two days. Really? <laughs> yeah, but I was in Africa. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. You had nothing else to do. to do. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> one pissed off shark. Yeah. Okay. So strengths and and weaknesses. What about for you? Um, I I, I agree with the a little confusing at first all the all the characters, but I think with the the prologue, if you manage to remember their names it's helpful um i read the prologue like five days before i read anything else as did i (laughs) so it wasn't very helpful i think if you went just straight into it it would probably been you know that's that's a good reason for it but i do um agree also that they uh eventually all got their own voices and i when i say eventually i don't mean like three quarters into the book or anything um each like little group of friends has a chapter like basically to themselves, you know, mm-hmm. um, or each little subset has like basically a chapter to themselves to kind of get acquainted with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like by the end of that chapter, you're like have a better feeling for people. So it's not like it takes forever to get that. Um, I do think also that some of the tone was a little uneven it is the same sort of thing you either go you know evil dead or evil dead 2 right and and this had like slither didn't go full evil dead 2 yeah but slither also had like like actually legitimate creepy things in it yeah (laughs) i mean this i mean if you're scared of sharks i guess but yeah, you know? I, no, I, I got you. It didn't commit to full Bizarro, uh, you know, it, which is kind of what I felt this was going for in its comedic tone. It was more Bizarro yeah, fiction. Be- because like the, the beginning, that prologue, like I really liked, you know, I was like, I'm going to like this book a lot. And then that tone kind of shifted away until the end. 
Exactly for me too. There was a lot of dead space in the middle. Not dead space, but just actually the pacing ramp down. Whenever they were just being circled by the shark and stuff and getting eaten one by one, I was like, all right, so what is, what's keeping this together? And it's not that it was bad or anything. A, a lot of times in books, especially whenever it's like, uh, like body count type books, which honestly I feel like this was, you know, uh, yeah. a, a body count book. But, um, a lot of books have this problem where, you know, pacing's great in the beginning and then it slows down and then at the end it, it pulls back up, you know, and obviously the end is should always kind of pull back up, but yeah. but not a, a strict departure. Um, this, I, I felt like they probably could have cut out 30 pages or so. Yeah, like I said, <clears throat> I mean, there, there was like little flashes every once in a while still about like um because the, the opening narration prologue thing is written like with a different tone with a different voice mm -hmm. right and every once in a while that voice crept back in mm -hmm. you know and it was like it it, it was just fun the, the parts that I, I i liked the best were the ones where it would like just be so dumb right like the the way we wrote it like uh there's there's one part you know where it's like um they're talking uh oh yeah yeah so it's like uh talking about trisha right the mm -hmm. the wet blanket character right so to speak and it's like well one might think trisha is a very boring character well whoever one is you are correct you know it's like <laughs> like stuff like that would flash back in and it's like um you know, every once in a while. And I thought those were always the, the best um, parts. Right. And, and then some of it was just like, I don't, I don't know. It, it was just normal. Like it started off so quirky and abnormal and then just kind of went normal. Yeah. 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 And then went back to quirky at the end. Yeah. And I think those were the two best parts if it yeah i i totally agree um i loved uh uh elijah at the bar i thought he was hilarious yeah. then you know like not yeah. hilarious but just like what a dick and yeah <laughs> so it, just it was, weird again uh, it was like it was like quint from jaws right but like times 10 mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> But I don't know. I I liked this book. I thought that it, it overall was quirky. Um, yeah, could have used a, a little slim down on it. Maybe it was padded or something. I don't know. Um, but uh, again, okay. Let's say you take those thirty pages out. Well, then the stakes also kind of suck if it's just uh, seven people being eaten back to back. Yeah, to, you know? yeah, exactly. Because it's like it's it's a delicate balance, you know. Cause it's like, Oh, here's these seven people, but now I don't care about them at all. Uh -huh. You know? So, um, uh, but yeah, I, I will say when a certain thing happens, <laughs> I, I don't know that I've laughed harder. I, at a book. I, I, I think that's where it clicked to me too. I was like, this is Sir Dewey Chicken Caesar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know that I've ever laughed harder at a book. Uh, <laughs> but, um, anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, this is the first thing that I've read. Actually, this might be the first shark book I've ever read. Not me. What have you read? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the damn deuce bones ones. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, thought that it was it was fun i just there was something about the tone the uneven tone but like you said it was totally like totally saved by the ending you know yeah yeah i left with a good impression of this book yeah definitely uh, i i think it's definitely worth the 99 cents or whatever it is i mean we got it for free because you know whatever <laughs> Because because we're, we're we're in on the sales. Yeah, we're, we're subscribed to Thirteen Horror Street. Uh, You're subscribed to Thirteen Horror Street, yeah. and then you text me with, "Hey, let's do this book." And most of the time, they look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but anyway, um, 
I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say the... I'm going to give it a three out of five. I, th- I think um, I think I'm going to go three and a half. That's respectable. I mean, I mean, it's 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 solid. It has a few flaws, but I mean, nothing too crazy. I'll put it this way: if there's another uh, Elijah Augustus book, I- I'll read it. <laughs> you know, and, and hopefully there will be, <laughs> especially as long as uh, Dickens is there as well. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Dickens, his assistant. What was he? He was he was blind, mute, deaf, and partially retarded. That's what it said. And and really, he didn't do a whole lot like throughout the whole book, other than make you be like, "What? How was he even helping him?" Right? Because on a boat, there's so much to do, and he's like. His his uh, first mate, kind of, you know? Yeah. And then he triumphs in one of the best moments I've ever <laughs> seen. Triumphs. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I would I would definitely say to check this out. It was fun. Had a good time. And, yeah. you know, on our podcast, threes are kind of like fours because almost nothing gets four or above. Yeah, and also two and a half is average. So anything three or above is above yeah. average. Yeah. So yeah. So I'd say check it out. That's one mm-hmm. pissed off shark by Zach Scott. So anyway. All right. Well, next week we will be well into spooky month. And if all the cards line up, I think that we will be getting uh one of our previous guests that that came on an episode a long time ago. Uh, he'll be coming back. Oh yeah, he's doing he's doing episode one with us. Uh, yes, the okay. guest that's only been on here once. Now the one that's been on here more than once. Will what? <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah, I'll tell you after. <laughs> all <laughs> anyway, right. all right. Well, we will be back with Spooky Month. Get your R.L. Stein expectations on. ready. Yeah, get your Stein on. <laughs> Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.